0: Welcome to Sleepless in St. Canard, where nostalgia replaces REM cycles. I'm Kitty. And I'm Ange. And we haven't slept. in 30 years. This is a podcast about the 90s Disney cartoon Darkwing Duck, set on the planet Fluke, where the greatest champion of all time gets to change flunkies for free. AKA Everything Hurts and I'm Dying, as we're forced to talk to you about fan favorite darling of the podcast, Comic Guy. Ha ha! Ha ha! Does anybody actually like him? Is what I, I want to know. I mean, if there's
1: anybody out there who likes Comic Guy, we'd love to hear from you.
0: And then we'd also like you to register on this website <laughs> that uh, <laughs> alerts people that a Comic Guy fan lives in the neighborhood. <laughs> um, but all, all dramatics aside, he's really not that bad. I mean, on the grand scale, thing, he's just weird. Just a weird character that could have been just a throwaway one episode character. Somebody on the writing staff was like, No, you know what? We're going to give him a second episode. And you I mean, like, he's fine. He's not horribly offensive to things other than our delicate sensibilities. And the episode itself isn't horrible, it's just kind of boring. Yeah. I mean, it's. For as much as we dunk on him. He's a, He doesn't infuriate me as much as Lilliput. <laughs> and I don't think his episode is as bad as, you know, like, the Dumbelaya Jake ones. Or some of the other ones, like, um you know, like the horribly racist ones, obviously. But the um, Apes of Wrath, or whatever that one's called. Like, the ones that I'm just like, I don't ever need to watch this one again. Not that I'm clamoring to watch this episode again. I did have to watch it twice for this podcast, so my sacrifice for all of you listeners. But I don't know. Uh, early thoughts on Comic Guy. We do have some announcements that we can we can break up the musings on Comic Guy and, and why he is full stop. But, Ange, I'll, leave, I'll leave it to you updates. before we get too deep into the planet flug.
1: So we've got some comic updates. The biggest one. Okay, so the Darkwing Duck Dynamite Comics is coming to an end at issue 10. But that's because it is continuing onwards as a new series and it is a justice ducks comic series which is interesting i i did not really expect i did not see that coming for so like i don't know it just surprised me it's a different writer uh i don't have the name off the top of my head i want to say it's roger Langridge. different writer i want to say the same artist Okay. Doing the so the Negaduck comics seem to be like their own thing. They have a a different writer and a different artist. This uh Justice Ducks will have the same artist as the Darkwing Duck, but it's going to have a different writer. Yeah. So, that's interesting and as of right now, Darkwing Duck number 9 has come out. It's been out for a couple of weeks now as of us recording this, but I'm just super behind on post editing, so as you were listening to this, we haven't even dropped Negaduck number one, our episode summary of that, even though we've recorded it. So it's going to be a little while before we get there, but issue nine is out. And then all that's left is issue 10. And I assume that it's going to... Revenge t- of the Lorax. Oh, God. Revenge of the Lorax. It's going to head into... so. It's gonna be interesting. Uh, personally, I've never cared much for Stegmut or Neptunia. I don't think they're very interesting or strong characters. So when I heard of the Justice Ducks as a series, I don't know, I'm fine with more Darkwing, obviously. But it's like, of these characters, they're not characters I would ever focus on or want to devote energy to. Personally, I would rather it be even if they replace them with two other characters. I don't know who, you know, maybe the writer will actually make them interesting because I feel like Stegmunt in particular, he only appeared in, I think, Justice, Justice Ducks, Darkwing Doubloon, and then his episode, which was Jurassic Jumble. Mm -hmm. And, uh... I don't like him. I just find he's 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 kind of like comic guy to me. I just find him to be a very annoying character, but maybe they'll do something with him to make him more interesting. And Neptunia, I'm just kind of lukewarm about. I just don't find her to be particularly interesting either. So I
0: think what Stegmut probably has going for him is that he regularly interacts with Goslin. Yes. Although, I, I don't, don't know. know if that's going to carry over into the comics. Um, as discussed, we haven't talked about that. But hopefully Goslin is involved in the Justice, just or the Justice Ducks comics. That would be a damn shame. I think so
1: because I want to say uh, I read the description for the first issue, which I think comes out in December or January, and I'm pretty sure they mentioned Goslin as being part of it or the Quivering Quack, possibly. Good. So, I think we're we're gonna see a lot of that. Um, but I have no idea to what extent if it's not going to be centering around Darkwing, if they're going to focus on each of the characters individually, which, if that meant more Morgana, that would be nice, and Gizmoduck too. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on a Justice Ducks comic series?
0: Oh, um, oh, that's fine. I like Gizmoduck. <laughs> I'm, I'm good for more Gizmoduck art. And if the the writer is good at the dynamic, I feel like it could be very fun. I feel like it's kind of... Unless, like, the Fearsome Five, is there a bad guy? I can't really see anybody being super interesting villain-wise for a whole superhero team-up thing. I don't know. I I will gladly sit here and let you read it to me.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I can't really look a gift horse in the (laughs) mouth. Because we're going from... Next to no Darkwing content. And then after, you know, the Boom and the Joe comics were canceled, there was kind of the dry spell. And then we had the DuckTales reboot. So the fact that we're getting anything Darkwing at this point, I think is still, you know, I feel grateful for that. It's Mm -hmm. just, it's just like, it just surprised me. I was like, really? The Justice Ducks? Because like the Fearsome Five feel like, the kind of villainous team that they can keep coming back and you can keep telling more stories and each character on an individual level is interesting. But with the Justice Ducks, it never felt like they were actually a serious team. It just seemed like for that one episode, they kind of worked for a little bit. They're not the kind of characters I would have brought back for a serious team up.
0: And and 5 were also in a bunch of episodes together. We only got the two episodes with the Justice Ducks and really if you want to be kind of technical about it, like, maybe just one episode with the Justice sucks, because most of that first episode is spent bickering with each other, and they're not, like, (laughs) a superhero team. They're probably just a superhero team for, like, the last ten minutes, and then they immediately implode afterward. Exactly. So, it really depends on the writer, because if the
1: writer, I mean, if the writer can make characters like Stegmut endearing and interesting, Mm -hmm. you know, good on him, and I I would be fine with that. In fact, that would be an interesting challenge. Make me like Stegmut. (laughs) Make me like
0: Stegmut challenge. Do you think it will be easier to stomach him because you don't have to hear his voice? Somewhat, yes. You heard it here first, everyone. And just challenging the universe. Someone has to make her like Stegmut. It could be these people. Only time will tell.
1: Only time would tell. Oh, and then Negaduck number two is coming out very soon. As of us recording it, I think it's coming out next week. So we'll have that to look forward to. So we've got a lot of comics coming down mm-hmm. the line for us to discuss in between episodes. So we've got we've got lots to do, and uh, I will be pushing out a bunch of episode soon because I have more free time now so I'm gonna post edit Uh and catch up on what we've fallen behind on so that eventually maybe we'll actually catch up to around the time when the comics are released
0: gonna be pushing out Negadux number two (laughs) (laughs) those golden eggs there's there's too many poop jokes laying there anyway yes Negadux golden eggs will be on full display soon and we will discuss them and, uh, I guess eventually the, um, the Justice Ducks comic. I guess it's pretty neat, though. Like, the Justice Ducks, as we said, were just kind of like a throwaway thing. So, hey, let's give them some, some spotlight. I wonder if, um, Amanda Dybert's whole little thing was kind of pigeonholed toward doing this. It was just kind of like, well, you have to get the Justice Ducks in there because we're going to do a Justice Ducks spinoff. And she's like, all right. Get ready for the Lorax. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm excited. I want to know what's going on with the Lorax. I am looking forward to that.
0: Oh <laughs> uh, yes. Let's let's sit in that excitement for a moment before we move on to Comic Guy. What if they uh, make Comic Guy a new part of the, the Justice Ducks instead of, uh, you know, like Neptune or Stegmont?
1: Ah, oh, that would be even worse. I think the problem is if I were to replace them. I would want to replace Neptunia with an at least another female character so it's a little more balanced and it isn't just like Morgana as the only woman on the team. But the problem is, mm. is that there was kind of a shortage of female characters when you think about it. I think Dr. Sarah Bellum would be kind of funny. Mm. I don't think she's really a team player and she's kind of chaotic, but I think she would be mm-hmm. funny to be involved in some way as like a... Yeah.
0: I could dig at the Mad Inventor.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Wasn't there like a superhero girl in one of the episodes too? Um. Was that Heavy Mental? I don't, or no, maybe those were the bad guys. Those were the
1: bad know. guys. You're thinking of Hot Shot and Fly Girl, probably.
0: That's the one.
1: I am. Not a whole lot to pick from unless they make some new characters, I guess. But also the Justice Ducks haven't pigeonholed themselves into a number. See, Negaduck kind of messed himself over there because he's got the fearsome five. And it's like if he wants to add or subtract members, then he's got to rebrand a little bit. But at least with the Justice Ducks, they can add as many members as they want. And it doesn't matter because it doesn't say
0: anywhere in the name. I like the Avengers like that. Yeah. They... Rotating roster. Exactly. They're just gonna go to the planet Mertz and bring back all the superhero characters, and that's gonna be ninety percent of the Justice Ducks. Is all just different comic guys. And they're not even ducks. They're not even ducks. so it's on theme. We're not ducks. It's all I used to be. But anyway, is that it for happy time updates? Or are we gonna start talk about comic guy now? Yes.
1: Put it off <laughs> as long as we could, and now it's time. <laughs>
0: It's time, it's time to pull off this uh, big ol' human band-aid. I don't, I'm just gonna kind of preface this by saying I I don't know that I would ever have the strength to do like a usual in-depth blow-by-blow that I do for a lot of these episodes. So this one is my disclaimer, I have done the best that I can, (laughs) and the most that I am willing to do uh, for Comic-Eye. So the basic, um, well, if you would like to watch this episode, It's season one, episode 25 on Disney Plus, and the blurb is comic guy arrives on Earth to be trained by Darkwing Duck. Was he, though? um, Was he? He arrives on Earth to be trained. I guess he did.
1: When we get to the end of the episode, I need to tell you a serious Mandela effect I had about this episode that just blew me away. But I guess we'll wait till the end. Go ahead.
0: Proceed. All right. So our setup for this episode is basically, you know, if you just want to hear this one little blurb and then skip to the end, you can. Steelbeak is stealing rubber. Darkwing is darkwinging. Comic Guy has come to Earth. Ridiculous. Whatever. We'll get there. Has come to train with the greatest hero on the planet. And then you can skip to the end. But anyway. Mm-hmm. Steelbeak starts off uh, robbing a rubber chicken factory with his edge. Chickens? And-
1: rubber duckies
0: oh yes i did write chicken but it is in fact rubber duckies look at all those ducks a thousand apologies you could tell i was really <laughs> not interested in watching this episode uh so he's robbing a rubber ducky factory with his eggman and darkwing crashes in also worth noting we do not get a single i am the terror that flaps in the night in this episode that's how you know it's a clunker mm. um and they're just kind of you know standing there Yelling at each other, Darkwing's like, oh, I'm gonna get you, and Steelbeak is like, oh, look at what the got dragged in. <laughs> That's basically it. And then a metal, little metal object crashes to Earth between them, and Comet Guy. So Comet Guy's helmet is kind of like, um you know, like a little cake plate thing, where you have the little plate, and then you have, like, the cloche, cloche? I don't know how you say it, that sits on top, the little glass dome. So it's like that classic flying saucer looking thing. And somehow it opens up and this giant muscly man <laughs> comes out of it. Yes. But like and so we never really know. I'm sure it's supposed to be astoundingly funny, but it's just kind of mm. <clears throat> strapping. Yeah, so he's he crawls out of his own little helmet thing and starts talking to the rubber duckies. Uh, looking for their champion and Darkwing's like shut up weirdo we're fighting crime and Comic Guy's like oh I fight crime too and he starts to show them his powers and throws a Comet and it just incinerates the whole building and Launchpad is like oh look there's a fire alarm good thing there's a fire alarm and then pulls it even though the building is just Basically, matchsticks at this point, and then the bells start, like the alarm bells start. And Comic Guy's only weakness, we learn, this is all like in the first five seconds of this episode. <laughs> we learn that his misses bells, and he starts dancing when he hears them. But he's just like in a full suit and tied doing like a whole like dance routine thing. Elbeek was okay with all of this until he realized that he soiled, A.K.A. He's got schmutz on his beautiful white jacket and uh, tries to get away but Darkwing oh no Darkwing tries to grab him and then there's this whole big nonsense with the dancing and I don't know comic guys just dancing around and he knocks his cop lady over and then the cop lady blows her whistle and that's she how he bitch slaps learned, her I'm a hero no wonder why he needs re-education <laughs> um so basically, we learn that how to undo the bell thing is to whistle. In all this exposition, Steelbeak gets away and Darkwing is pissed. And he's like, what kind of hero are you? And Comic Guy's like, hey, I'm a lousy one. And starts crying.
1: Can we talk about the fact that Darkwing walks up his body? He's so short that he can't meet Comic Guy face to face, so he... Just walks towards Comic Guy and then just starts walking horizontally up his body until he's face to face. And I don't know why, but that was like the funniest part of the episode for me. <laughs> he's
0: bouldering. Bouldering Comic Guy. Grabbling up the mountain of the man to yell at him. But Comic Guy was apparently sent away from his home planet because he's too useless and had to come to train with the greatest hero, renowned through the galaxy, who Darkwing, of course, assumes is himself. Oopsie. Ah, I guess I should've warned you. When I hear a bell, I can't stop dancing until I hear a whistle. Thank you for sharing. Uh, Well, boys, I think we've had our comedy relief for today. Now listen, Bob. You've just enabled an envoy of evil to escape with a pestle of potentially perilous rubber duckies. What kind of crime fighter are you, anyway? <laughs> a lousy one. <laughs> I'm the worst champion the planet merch has ever had. That's why they sent me here. I'm supposed to study with this planet's champion. (laughs) A crime-fighter renowned throughout the galaxy. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, well, seek no further peculiar-looking thing from another world, for I am he. To train him, Darkwing takes him to a never again mentioned a, a secret shush training facility that apparently he has access to. I don't think maybe people know that he has access to it. I have to. Im- I would like to imagine that he just kind of like followed somebody and just, just <laughs> assumes that he's allowed to use it. But it's like in the middle of nowhere, so you know, obviously he can't do any damage, except to Darkwing, which is you know par for the course. So he just kind of, you know, like the whole like pulling a cactus and he's like, oh, around wrong cactus. And he's got, you know, cactus needles all in his hands and stuff. Where we get to see basically all of Comic Guy's powers. Uh, and he oopsies his way through all of them. He's got like ice vision and super strength and just keeps kind of freezing Darkwing and crushing him and he's ready to give up but Launchpad gives him a never give up pep talk and he's like right DW you can never give up and Darkwing who's crushed under you know some structure that a comic guy crushed him with was like oh yeah you never give up even though you really really want to sometimes. Uh, and then they go on patrol, and they're just kind of flying around in the Thunderquack. quack. And uh, Comic Guy says that on Mertz, which is his home planet, the, the bad guys just go around looking for trouble. Well, oh. anyway, Steelbeak is stealing all the rubber bands and erasers from another building. <laughs> well, I don't know how they pay their bills. And Darkwing tells Comic Guy to do exactly as he does when they're going in there. And of course, this is played out to hilarious effect, where Comic Guy is literally doing everything that Darkwing is doing, down to his little poses. And inevitably, Comic Guy doofuses his way into hurting Darkwing, and Darkwing flips out on him, and uh, fails him out of his tutelage. He just kind of loses his shit as he likes to do, and screams at him, and, and storms away. And then little Comic Guy is sitting there sobbing. Steelbeak, during the whole tussle, was kind of shoved into a janitorial closet. So he comes out with a bucket on his head and a cape and pretends to be a hero called Steelwing Cluck. <laughs> um, he's like, well, I'll train you. Come with me. And of course, he uses this comic guy to continue his crime spree. The next place they go just has like this giant v- bat of rubber. I don't even know if it's rubber cement, but it's just like a molten vat of rubber. And he has Gamakai about to seal it because he's like, "Oh no, it is a bomb! I must take it back to my
1: hideout to defuse it." And it's a giant oh, because... teapot, which is like the second time that we've had a giant teapot appear in this show.
0: Yes. Yeah, it is very reminiscent of that other one too. Was that was a bushroot one, wasn't it? Yes. The teapot. Yeah. He's about you know. He's telling comic Guy that he needs to, you know, quote-unquote, save the, the day by defusing this thing that he wants him actually to steal. When Darkwing and Launchpad crash in, but then they just, like, kind of roll down whatever they crashed into and land at their feet. <laughs> it's like, I don't feel like anybody gets to look very cool in this episode. They're all just kind of bumbling idiots. It's like the blind leading the blind or the blind trading the blind in this. And Darkwing tries to call out Steelwing Cluck as Steelbeak. But still, because a pretty funny plan, I have to say it's a pretty good plan. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Oh, that's not Darkwing; it's the bad guy." Has all these android duplicates, and then he just has all the the Eggmen put on like Darkwing hats and capes and stand around Darkwing. <laughs> and Darkwing's like, what? "Are you stupid? And every everybody cannot tell anybody apart." Like Launchpad thinks. That they're all android duplicates, like, can't pick his friend out. Comic-Guy is completely duped. Steelbeak was his his audience that he knows is exactly the IQ level that he's trying to beat here. So basically he confuses everyone, and then Comic-Guy starts uh, beating up the real Darkwing, because, you know, that's how it goes. And, like, you know, that helps Steelbeak make off with all the rubber. Oh, Comic-Guy leaves with them, right? Like yes. he, he helps them fly away with the giant vat of rubber. Launchpad is left behind, and is also confused by that very sneaky plan, but eventually does realize that Darkwing is Darkwing, and Darkwing flips out on him as is his way, and then they follow the trail of mold rubber to Steelbeak's hideout of the week, where they're melting all the rubber in a giant teapot. Uh, Darkwing reveals that Steelbeak clock is Steelbeak to Kamagai, and Kamagai is just astounded that he <laughs> was stupid. Steelbeak uses a little bell to keep from getting clobbered. Uh, and of course, Kamakai goes through an entire series, like a really long series of little dancing persona things. And it's like, Steelbeak will ring the bell, Darkwing will whistle, and then he'll ring the bell, and then Darkwing will whistle. It's like a, a ba- the ballet dancer is by far, I think the most disturbing one. Because <laughs> like, such a tight little leotard, and he's got like a 24 pack. Like he's got way too many abs. <laughs> Uh-huh. So yeah, the whole thing is a whole Car- Carmen Miranda thing. He's like a flamenco dancer. He's a can can dancer. It just never stops. At some point, Steelbeak gets fed up with Darkwing whistling and launches lemons at him in launch pads so that their beak lips, uh, shrivel up. So they can't whistle. <laughs> uh. And uh Comet Guy just tap dances around for a while. <laughs> hey. Foul uh, High Command has actually been in this episode a few times already, but they—they they really just love to be on the air in this one, and they get to tell the, the captive Darkwing and Launchpad the plan that basically they're melting all the rubber in Saint Canard into a giant ball. What they call the <laughs> foul ball. <laughs> And it's just a giant rubber ball that they're gonna use to destroy whatever they want, like to the whole city. <laughs> it's so absurd. I love it. <laughs> and so Steelbeak goes off to play with the ball, and uh, Darkwing and Launchpad are all tied up, and uh, left with some some dopey Eggmen and the dancing comic guy. So Darkwing tricks the Eggmen into making like they're he's like, oh, it sure would be a sh- whatever you do, don't pour. All that hot rubber on us with that teapot, and they're like, Let's uh, pour the tea on them. And he starts heating it up, but of course, that makes the teapot whistle. And comic Guy snaps out of his little dancing routine and clobbers the Eggman, releasing Darkwing and Launchpad, and then they fly off. Uh, they catch up to Steel Beak immediately. Darkwing coaches comic Guy through defeating the Foul Ball with all his superpowers. And things are looking up until the clock tower starts going off and Comic-Eye turns into an MC Hammer-looking dude and just kind of demolition dances his way to victory. <laughs> and it's very quickly, Darkwing and Launchpad just kind of shrug and join in. So we get... <laughs> conflict revolution of this episode is just Darkwing and Launchpad awkwardly dancing and, you know, Comic-Eye hammer dancing his way to victory. They dance the Eggman into submission, and Steelbeak just kind of taps out of the fight with a whistle. But he does get a few Three Stooges (laughs) out through a whole bunch of it, too. (laughs) So, the bad guys are now beaten, and Darkwing has Comet Guy up at the tower, and he's presenting him with a doctorate in Championology, or whatever the hell, from Earth. And then we, of course, find out that Comic-Guy was meant to train on the planet Flug and not Earth. He actually lets out, like, a very concerned little... (laughs) And so, in recognition of your boundless fortitude and dexterity in saving St. Canard from devastation, I, Darkwing Duck, am pleased to confer upon you the highly coveted degree of Doctor of Championology. Ho-ho! I'm so proud! A diploma from the famous champion of the planet, Flug! Flug? This isn't the planet Flug. It isn't. Ho-ho! I knew I should have taken that left turn at Andromeda. (coughs) Well, Professor Darkwing, not that I don't appreciate it, but I've got to get the Flug in a hurry! Bye-bye! (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> Which is pretty like the only funny thing. And he just packs himself back up into his helmet and flies off into the night, <laughs> leaving Darkwing and Launchpad to ha ha in his wake. And that's it. <laughs> I think that's a record
1: for how quickly you've ever summarized an episode. It
0: is like fifteen minutes, right? <laughs> you talked more about the comic books. That would this
1: episode. <laughs> Okay, I have to tell you about the Mandela effect because I completely, for some reason, remembered the ending of this episode differently, Okay, which is unusual because uh, when it comes to Darkwing Duck and episodes in general, I have a pretty good memory because I've watched them obsessively. I don't know what happened. My mind overwrote this a little bit. I was absolutely convinced that at the end of this episode, when he talks about the mix-up with the champion... For some reason, I remembered it as Darkwing reveal, says like his name, like thanks to Darkwing Duck. And then comic guy says, Darkwing Duck, I thought you were Gizmo Duck. And yep. it's revealed that the champion of the planet is Gizmo Duck and he was going to train with Gizmo Duck. And that, and Darkwing pitches a fit because he was never the champion in the first place. I don't know where I got this from. That's how I remembered it ending. <laughs>
0: Well, that's kind of how it was stacking up. Like, honestly, I was thinking it could go that direction, too. I did not remember a lot of this episode, um, probably as a self-preservation tactic. But I was like, this better be, like, I obviously knew that it wasn't actually Darkwing that he was supposed to be training with. And I was like, well, it's probably, you know, Gizmoduck would be the, the perfect punch at the end. I was like, oh, either that or it's just somebody, somebody completely different. But it turns out he was just completely on the wrong planet, which is, is fine. Because uh, I, don't, I don't really know that Gizmoduck should be considered the greatest champion <laughs> in the universe either. <laughs> as much as I love Gizmoduck, I don't think he really fits that bill. I don't know but where yeah, I got no, that I, from. I could see that. Yeah. It's also like, this whole episode was basically just like, what if Superman was dumb?
1: Very much so.
0: It's like the whole thing. Superman but dumb. How would you rate it? Uh so there's no Goslin. There's, oh, no there's no Honker, there's no Modelfoots. It is purely like Darkwing and Launchpad and Comic Eye and the Steelbeak show. Steelbeak I feel like was pretty good in this episode. He was the best off op- like opportunistic Steelbeak that he could be. His whole little disguise thing was fun. So I don't... I don't know. I want to say... And the animation wasn't bad, even though you had to look at Comic Guy a lot. Like, they just put a lot of work into his dancing. (laughs) So I have to... I can't give it, like, a negative score, but I would say probably, like, a 1.5 out of 5. What
1: about you? Surprisingly, I'll give it a slightly higher number, but then I'll add in a Comic Guy factor after... So on its own as an episode, I'd give it like a three out of five. The animation isn't super great. Like they're, they're off model and there's a lot of stuff that's kind of funky within the episode. Yeah. But I think Steelbeak really carried the episode. Like he was pretty funny. And I do like that Steelbeak as a character is pretty clever and he does think ahead. Like the mm-hmm. fact that he had the whole plan with the Darkwing decoys and it actually worked. Mm -hmm. everybody like even launchpad like launchpad you live with this man and he's literally just like they all look the same i don't know which one is you it's Mm -hmm. like oh my god so that was funny and i thought steel wing cluck was pretty funny i thought the concept with the rubber ball was pretty funny because it's that's the kind of stuff i i you know when i watch Darkwing duck that's the type of plot i expect from the evildoers it's just stupid stuff Mm -hmm. Melting down all the rubber to create a giant rubber ball so that it can bounce menacingly through the city and crush everybody
0: (laughs) to death. (laughs) So, I don't know how you make profit off of that, but they must have a way. (laughs) So, that alone,
1: like, I give it a three out of five for that. But, comment, and also Darkwing Duck was like, he was being pretty sarcastic, and I like that. Like, I remember. I think it was the part where he mentions the bell and he says, you know, the whistle changes me back and Darkwing's just like, thank you for sharing.
0: <laughs> yeah. He also, he calls him like, oh, he's very rude to him. There was some great stuff, but I I didn't have the energy to write it down. But he like called him like a freakishly disturbing creature or something like yeah. that. You know, comic guy is just like a regular human dude. I don't know that we've said that. I mean, he's like a big jack, like Arnold Schwarzenegger looking dude, mm-hmm. like very... Schwar- schwarzenegger but yeah so it's just you know i feel like they did that in the uh twitching channels is that the one where yes with the, the hideous hideous beakless yes. mutants yes so like they, they dunk on humans a lot which i appreciate but anyway you were gonna do your comic guy factor
1: yes so comic guy brings it down to like a one out of five just by existing and you know, <laughs> being there for me to look at and permeating my eyeballs and my ears with his laugh, <laughs> and it was just uh, like every single time he says "oopsie," I wanted to drink. There's I was a like,
0: "A lot of oopsies." Oopsie, um, and then he had the audacity to have another episode.
1: And you know what? Like, there is some overlap between stigma and comic guy in the fact that they both are very strong and they constantly screw up and cause in eternal amounts of pain for Darkwing and then they're both oopsie like they both do yeah. it like i remember Stegmunt doing the oopsie too and maybe that's maybe that's part of why i don't like them maybe there's something in that trope that just triggers some sort of deep emotional hatred but i don't know what it is i just don't like it a strong baby complex yeah, like, I don't... I don't know. I don't like those kinds of characters. They annoy me. Characters that are, I guess, overtly really unintelligent, but are also adults. But they... Yeah, it's, like, strong... Is that a thing? Is that a trope? Strong baby?
0: I just said it, so... I feel like it has to be. But I I don't know if that's what it's called. There probably is a, a fancier name for it, but that's how I identify it. So, here we go. Comic guy, We did it. And, um... We don't have any other Comic-Guy episodes on the wheel, so we are spared for now. But there is always Planet of the Capes to come back and haunt us. But And then that one... Isn't that one just Darkwing and Comic-Guy? Like, there's not even Launchpad in that one.
1: Yeah, because Darkwing gets dragged to the planet remember. without his consent. And shenanigans ensued. At least there's some... I remember there's some funny visuals. That's the one where we get to see Darkwing drunk in, like, a photo.
0: <laughs> um. So one thing that I kept thinking about too that is not related to anything at all but in watching this episode it made me think of a somewhat similar character from another 90s cartoon which honestly I I love every single episode of and could talk about for hours Freakazoid
1: oh Um, okay
0: there's a whole episode that's an E.T. parody where this big dumb alien crash lands in Freakazoid's backyard and his name is Boron. And he's like, My name is Boron. And he's just, but he's like completely stupid. And it's just played for laughs. And it's so effective. Where comic guy is just kind of like, ugh, enough with this guy. Can he go back into his little helmet and leave already? So I miss, I miss Boron as well. (laughs) Because it's like, oh, he told me all about space. Boron's just like, ah, that's really big. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> anyway we on I miss you come home alright so we have survived our first uh, brush with comic guy we'll most likely be doing a comic next episode but uh, I will spin the wheel and see what our next uh, cartoon episode will be yeah alright I think I took all the ones we've watched already out so let's see what we get uh, disguise the limit
1: Yay! I like that one.
0: It's a NegaDuck one, right?
1: It's got Wacky Mackerel, the canned mascot. <laughs> and Is the tin, tin can! can. <laughs> yeah, the tin can! Oh! <laughs> <laughs> the greatest hero that St. Kennard needs.
0: Then, remember, uh, if you see a little spaceship-looking helmet thing, throw it into the ocean. And, um... Also remember the crime business leaf and neither does Gilling Pluck. Ha ha!